Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bird Show. A lot of people are nervous, very nervous. <laughs> Super nervous. That you're going to lose your jobs eventually to AI, man. It's a scary situation here. And it's one just like a decade or so ago. It was all in the movies, but we were never taken seriously. And here we are. Here we are now. And AI is a legit thing, right? Look at us hanging out with robots. Look at us. Could happen, right? <laughs> a lot of people are wondering if it's going to take over every single industry. Which um, is an interesting question, and it's one I want Mo to try to help us with this morning. So, Mo. (laughs) No, I'm just listening. (laughs) Uh, Where is this going? None of us know where this is going. Oh, it's not only me? Except for Burt Weiss. Okay. okay. (laughs) Mo had leaned all back, relaxed, and he slowly came up. (laughs) He's some more coffee. He's like, oh, I'm up, huh? All right, so Mo is a singer, songwriter, rapper, correct? Uh, singer-ish. Not really the single part, but the other two you got right. Rapper, songwriter, and you do amazing work. Ama- Thank you. And do you write your own song? I do. You do? Yep. All right, so if you've never heard any of Mo's songs, here's a little sample. Uh, how real is this? Beats uh, craze. Love. Love. I'm all up in your ear. Tell you what you need, not just what you want to hear. Know you had it all, spoil you don't like to share. You done made a pair with a man that got a pair. Teach you how to love while loving you out of fear. Well, I'm afraid to lose you, I'm loving you out of fear. Yeah, you afraid of me because I'm rare. Far from a God, but an answer to your prayer. I'm your prince. That's why you see my prince. Pull over your body. I mean, it ain't. It ain't how many how many rice are in a bowl of rice, <laughs> but it's 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 damn close. Do we still have that from our end? How many rices in a bowl of rice? How many rices in a bowl of rice? Less than one million. I don't like that you're singing so much. I don't like that. Either way, both, either way, both prove my point. Yeah. I believe both of you guys wrote those songs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. So the thing that AI might be able to do someday is perform. Form songs, but can they write a song that really has true meaning, right? So, I have issued you a challenge. I went to <laughs> chat GPT this morning, and I said, write me a rap song. It gave me the lyrics to a rap song. Wow. That's, that's literally, a lot of lyrics. It is a lot of lyrics. You, that's the only thing you wrote in yeah. chat GPT. Write a rap song. That's it. You You're, didn't give it any guidance. Uh, just write a rap song. That's it. Okay. So, it... Spit out this song. That's why you asked me about verses and hooks earlier today? Yes. Because okay. <laughs> I don't know a lyric from a verse from a hook. I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh. All right, so here's my challenge. I would like you to go into Tommy's studio right now. I told Tommy about this earlier. He has picked out some beats for you. Go over the lyrics here. <laughs> and in three or four minutes, come back in here and perform our chat wow. GPT rap. All right. All right? Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, you got this, Mo? DJ Mo oh, AI. Know, Tommy. Yeah, you do. DJ Mo AI. Something like that. Let's work on it. Okay. It's going to kill it. I know your rap's going to be great, but are the lyrics going to be like, that's the thing about AI. I don't think it like makes connection. Like it spits out words. I mean, I did this as just a, as a test in my um, commencement speech that I did for the graduates of 2023. Yeah. I had chat GPT write it. And it was just cliche after cliche. Yeah. And I did it and didn't tell you guys until the very end. And Bert was like, yeah, because that didn't sound anything like you. Yeah. <laughs> so I was helping a friend out with her podcast also. And she was putting together her trailer for her podcast, right? And she cuts it and she writes it to me. And I hit her back immediately. And I'm like, 
this doesn't sound like it has any feeling. This is not you. This doesn't feel like you at all. And it was only days later that she confessed that she had ate that chat GPT and written the whole thing for her. So it doesn't have the kind of depth, you yeah. know, that a real person has in soul. So let's see what we can come up with. The chat GPT lyrics this morning, and I played a song. I could do it straight up with no, no waiting. You could have just played the beat, and I could have done this. Okay, now you're making it interesting. Now I almost want to hear you do it. (laughs) I I, I would rather that. Mo looked at the lyrics, though, and he goes, this is what I got to do? I got to do these lyrics? This is horrible. Like, my voice is going to be, it's like a third grader wrote it. I've never written a song. I've never sung a song on it. So I just assumed that it would take you a couple of minutes to put the beat together with the lyrics. But you came in and then came, you left and came right back in. I mean, it was less than 60 seconds. Less than 60 seconks. You could have handed it to him and he could have flowed on this. All right. See, I think I got this. Uh, Okay. (laughs) You ready to do it? It's just so bad. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Until it sucks. Okay. Well, that, that won't take long. Check. Yo, I step up to the mic with fire in my eyes. Spitting rhymes so tight, it's gonna take you by surprise. I'm the lyrical magician. Watch me work my art from the depths of my mind. I'ma tear this beat apart. Born in a city where the dreams collide. Every obstacle I face is in stride. Life is a journey, I'ma ride this wave. With the rhythm in my veins, I'ma misbehave. Yeah, I'm on a mission. Ain't no looking back. Stacks of ambition. And we breaking out the track. With every line I drop. Let me make this clear. I'm rising to the top. Cause there ain't no room for fear. Yeah, hustle hard, grinding. That's all day and all night. Writing words so raw. I'm bringing these stories to the light. In this world of chaos, I'ma always find my peace. Turn the pain into power and let them struggles cease. I'm a champion of words with a pen as my sword. Breaking down them barriers as I'm breaking through this cord. Life's a puzzle, I'm solving it. That's piece by piece. Every challenge that I face, it only brings release. I'm on a mission, yeah. Ain't no looking back. Stacks of ambition. Breaking out the track. Hey. Hey. Yo, yeah. 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 I mean, it's going yeah. way better than I thought it was going to You turned those sorry ass lyrics into gold. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, man. This is, finish it's, it off. It's not bad. It's good. It's really good. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> this, is not, this is not the way I wanted this okay, to go wait, at all. So, why, what makes you think this is not good? Uh, the sound of it. <laughs> the way the I can't explain it. it is just um, the rhymes are very simple. The rhymes are simple, good. and it doesn't. I, I don't have the flow because I didn't write it. Yeah, no. So it's it's like I'm guessing the flow oh, as well, I go. Well, you faked it. Yeah, no, you made the flow great. Yeah, I, I stopped like halfway because I couldn't do it anymore. Well, to my Caucasian ears, it was a home run. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, that was bad. I'm a little. I'm a little bit surprised. You I thought really it would be thought, worse. Yeah, yeah. I I. I I'm not going to lie. I was kind of into it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't want you to stop. Yeah. Yeah, it was really I had to stop. I couldn't do it anymore. It was good. <laughs> Damn. Wow. wow. Well, this didn't prove my point at all. We're all screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You know, guys, it's been nice working with y'all. <laughs> the Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. The Bachelorette has come to an end this year. Our lead, Charity Lawson, is an engaged woman. Now, if you haven't seen the finale yet, I won't spoil anything for a few minutes, but I thought we could reminisce on our predictions from earlier this year. Well, first of all, congratulations to her. This will be the happiest four weeks of her life (laughs) until they decide that it's not going to work outside of the cameras. Well, let's see if any of us were correct on our predictions. So, Bert, let's find out who you thought would win this season of The Bachelorette. I'm still going to go with Brayden, the 24-year-old. What, and what did Kristen say, Tommy? The finale of The Bachelorette this season. It will be narrowed down to two men. Mm-hmm. And one of them will propose. But she will say no. Mm-hmm. I don't see her getting engaged to any of these men. Here's what Cassie said. That tracks. <laughs> I don't have Cassie. Oh, just kidding. No Cassie. What did I say? I'm going to manifest that Aaron S. is going to win. 
Oh, because I didn't want Aaron. I wanted Aaron S to win because he was the one I was least attracted to. Because I was like, I need all these hot guys available for me. And here is who Mo said. I have absolutely no description in front of me of this guy. It's just a picture. But something about the look of Joey tells me that he, he could actually win this thing. Now, keep in mind, if you're listening to this, this was before the first episode even came on. So we went to the website, took a look at all the, the dudes, and we looked at their descriptions, except Mo just had a picture, and then made a hunch on who we thought was going to end up winning. So Mo's intuition was maybe correct because Joey was one of the final two. It came Ooh. down to Joey oh. and Dot. Now, if you haven't seen the finale yet, here's your spoiler. Charity Lawson is engaged to Dotton. Oh. Reality Steve called it. You remember oh, yeah. remember weeks right? ago when I wanted to tell you guys who he thought was going to win? Yeah. That was a dude. He's usually right on top of it. So where do they do this? In front of a live studio audience? Or are they just like parachute in a lovely stadium? Who was clapping this time? (laughs) So the way The Bachelor works is when they play the finale, they have a live studio audience so we can see the reaction from, you know, the people who got dumped, a.k.a. Joey. And so the the audience is watching this in quote-unquote real time. And so they're playing it and they're reacting to it. So when you hear people clapping, it's people watching it on a screen. Okay, so they're not right in front of them doing (laughs) the proposal. it's, It's not like a stadium. Yeah, so I it. <laughs> the last time I watched it, that so that must be somewhat new because that wasn't like that when it first started. They've been doing that for the last couple of years, Got and it. they'll have main characters like in the audience. So they they had Dotton's parents, they had Charity's parents, and they had the next Bachelor, who is going to be Joey. Oh yeah, yeah. So he'll be filming this fall, and that's set to air in January. And Charity is going to be on the next season of Dancing with the Stars. Wait, I just want to again. Um, because we're going to talk about this probably later in the show or tomorrow also. Um, I want you to play Kristen's clip on here. <laughs> the finale of The Bachelorette this season, it will be narrowed down to two men. Mm-hmm. And one of them will propose, but she will say no. I don't see her getting engaged to any of these men. So in keeping and tracking consistency, Kristen was 100% wrong when it comes to matchmaking and predicting love, correct? I'm just, before we even get into the other thing that we're going to get into today, I just want to establish here's another failure when it comes to you predicting love and matchmaking. Okay, this is not a failure. It was just... Okay, wine, whatever. Yeah, you got to let that one go. It was just a failure. It was a failure. Just put that aside right now. We'll come back to that in a little bit. Okay. Okay. Bachelor Nation is so excited for the first time in a long time. So the Bachelor has had a really long track record of picking the people that we don't want to be the leads, except for the last couple of seasons. People were very excited for charity. People have not been excited in the past. They've always felt like they've picked the wrong choice, but people are very excited for Joey, except for me. I think he's a little bit of a phony. I feel like he always says what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. And um, I will be watching, but I'm not excited about it. <laughs> I, I feel like I won something by picking Joey. You did win. Harry Styles is releasing a fragrance that's supposed to smell like a one-night stand. I'll tell you more on your next e on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. There he is. Tapping you on your shoulder in bed after a long day. You've been with the kids. Maybe you've been at work. Maybe you've been dealing with bills, right? You're exhausted. All you want to do is sleep. He gets into bed after gaming for six hours. (laughs) It's all fired up by Zelda. And Zelda. (laughs) Don't don't forget Princess Peach. Princess Peach, too. Major hotness. And, you know, taps you on the shoulder, and it's clear. With what? Well, (laughs) that's how he's doing. You're assuming it's his finger. (laughs) And you're exhausted, right? You're really not into it. But you know your man or your woman has needs also. So the question that I put on Instagram yesterday was, look, at the end of the day when your significant other wants to go there and you don't, do you go for it anyway and just give him or her what they need for the night? Are you just like... Talk to your own hand Uh, (laughs) because I'm just not into it. We were having this conversation off the air yesterday in studio, right? And I was, we were, all of us were joking about it, but there was one person in here that's like, no, if I am not into it, man, no, it's just not going to happen. Forget it. Go do your own thing. But if I'm not in the mood, I am not sacrificing this area for your happiness. It was me. I appreciate you keeping me anonymous, but I'll own it. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, you were very passionate about this. Like, look, hey, my body, I'm not into it. If You know what? If he's got needs, he can take care of it. But absolutely not, right? So I listened to you yesterday, and then I went home, and I'm like, I wonder if most people are like this. Or if you are just at the end of the day like, look, this probably isn't going to take real long. He's got needs. She's got needs. All right, let me just try to put everything aside and just be physical. Let me take my big girl panties off and do this. This is only going to take 30 seconds. (laughs) I could do anything for 30 seconds. (laughs) So I put a poll up on Instagram yesterday on my story, and it just says, you're not in the mood, do you? Option number one, give significant other sex anyway. And the second option was... Tell him or her, not going to happen. And it was about a 60-40 split. Mm -hmm. And the 60 was, ain't going to happen. And 40% are like, okay, I'm going to do what I got to do. And I was, I don't, I guess I was, I think I was surprised by that. You think you were surprised by that? I think I was surprised by that. Did you think the numbers would be reversed? I thought it would be like 80-20, I'm just going to do what I got to do. Like 80% is just going to do it? Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Well, for me, like, if I'm not into it, I'm not into it. And you'll be able to tell. And he don't I, care. No, he does. That's <laughs> the thing. My husband does care about how I feel, whether or not I'm into it. So oh. he wouldn't want that either. But I think I would love to see the age breakdown because I think when mm. I was younger with past partners, I had that mentality. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel icky and used. And even though it wasn't the guy's fault, this I'm not placing any blame on my exes. Um, I felt that way, and I think it was detrimental to the relationship. Mm-hmm. So now I can speak up, and my husband respects that, and he wouldn't want that for me anyway. KK, which one are you voting for here? Yeah, I'm not going to do it. You're not going to vote, or you're just not going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> I think, if I remember correctly, I think I did vote. Oh, you did? And I voted that, yeah, if I'm not in the mood, I'm not in the mood. Not I'm not going to I'm not going to force it. And is he one of those guys also that cares how you feel? <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't know if I'm allowed to share this or not, but it was so funny. And again, like, you know, we're first time parents. We have a toddler. We're exhausted. And it was, we were both laying in bed and he looked at me and I looked at him and he goes, listen, we're both too tired. I don't want to do it, but you want to cuddle for a little bit? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And so we got like that physical affection and we cuddled for a little bit and kind of like had like a pseudo makeout. And then we were like, Okay, that was nice. Good night. And then just rolled over and went to bed. Really? That's really Aww. cute. That yeah, is. That's sweet. Because we needed, we needed some physical touch and affection. But again, we were both like exhausted. Um, so we made sure to like cuddle and have like a sweet little makeout sesh. And then, ow. That is a good man because I'll just be honest with you. Anytime I have suggested, hey, let's just cuddle. I only said that with the intent. You had ulterior motives, didn't that you? That if I if we could just get real close here, and then you could feel what's going on, it's going to happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh huh. I mean, time. that's just a play. Yeah. yeah. But in your case, his in his place, that was like authentic. It was one hundred percent authentic because he did. He was laying there. And he goes, "I am exhausted, but let's cuddle." And I go, "Okay." Okay. I just wanted to let you know that this man is an anomaly. At least in my experience, <laughs> that is. if a guy says let's cuddle, yeah. he's only saying that because he feels like he's putting you in a better position in a couple of minutes uh-huh. for you to be more emotionally okay. ready. Absolutely. Okay, Chad's an anomaly then too. Okay. Nice. We've yeah, done they that. Differ. And, and and maybe maybe he did want more, mm-hmm. but I wasn't going to give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, but from what I can, if I read the situation correctly, especially how we were both seriously like on the brink of exhaustion, and mm-hmm. so just had our little you know physical moment and. Without doing that, and that was it. I would have been laying next to you, so frustrated while yes. you were asleep snoring. I would have right. just been so frustrated. Like, really? That's what we doing? Wait, this cuddling thing's not working. <laughs> what? What's the next move? And we're one of those couples too. Like, we can cuddle for a little bit, but I can't. Like, like I exude heat. And I'm like, I can't like sleep like that. So I have to bow out at a certain point and roll over and get on my side of the bed and get mm-hmm. my like figure four position with the hand under the pillow and then the other hand holding, clutching the blanket up mm. to my face. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. like you're holding back. You feel like you have thoughts that you want to share. No, I was really, well, I mean, it, it changed. Are you with- trying to tell us we're bad sex soldiers? <laughs> I'll take that title and I'll wear it proudly. Yeah, I, I don't have you to say anything. Me. <laughs> 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 
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're on The Burt Show. All right, Romeo, you think you might have screwed up badly and need parents' advice to let you know if you went over a line. Yeah, you know, I think I might be justified in what, what the situation was, but, you know, I want to run it by the moms of the bird show, <laughs> by the dad of the bird show, the big brother of the bird show, and Abby. <laughs> <laughs> um, She's a cat mom, Romeo, okay? Abby. Uh, no, yeah, so the... Uh, <laughs> sorry, I thought about that earlier, and I was like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> so uh, the other day, uh, like a few weeks ago, I got invited to a friend's house, and it was uh, like a family get-together, and it was like um, just... Like, I think they were celebrating a birthday. And obviously, there was, like, all these other people in there as well. And there just so happens that there was this one family with this one little monster um, <laughs> child. Um, I was going to say another M word, but uh, it was this little kid. And he, I, I don't know what happened, but I... Do you I, know the age? Can you guesstimate? I'm going to say, like, five. Okay, all right. Like, big enough to kind of talk and... <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Is that not like five? <laughs> this is a, when do they start talking? Such a young single. That yeah. I okay. totally feel you. Okay, yeah, I'm so what you do, bro. They, <laughs> I have a two-year-old, and he's not like talking like super coherently, but I'd say like talking, talking, three. Okay. Oh, yeah, so I'll say between three and five. Yeah. Okay. Somewhere around there. Okay. Like small enough for me to like lift my knee up and like go hit him in the head okay. kind of situation. All right, but <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, so so as soon as I walk in and I say hello to everyone, I meet the families and like I say hello to like this. This wasn't part of her family, but this was part of like the, like a family friend. And as soon as I see this little kid, it was like we made eye contact and like the energy, like it was immediate. Like he didn't like me. Mm-hmm. I could tell. And I was just like, okay, that's weird. And then like, <laughs> I'm saying hello and out of nowhere, I feel somebody kicking me. And I'm like, I look down I'm thinking it's like a dog or something and no it's like the little kid he's just literally kicking me mm-hmm. for no reason I'm like okay that's weird I'm trying to alpha dog you yeah and I try to push it off I try not to like mind pay attention to it like just mind your business whatever right and so then I we, we're sitting down in the living room this is like minutes later and I've nowhere this kid just comes over and wa- runs by and just like drive by slap yeah just hit me in the head and just <laughs> runs off oh. and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> like to the back of the head, to the no, face. like you might like in the side face, kind of. So he bitch slapped you. It was a yes. That's kind of what it felt like. I was like, okay, I'm his bitch now. <laughs> like I felt so offended. You got bitch slapped by a three year old. Yes. Okay. Now are the parents witnessing no. any of this? No, no, no. So the parents okay. are like in the backyard outside. Okay. We're inside, and all the little kids are running inside okay. the house. Like we're in the living room, and they're all running around. So he does it, hits me in the face. Just runs off. And I'm like, all right. Like, I'm I'm starting to get irritated at this point. Because, like, you already kicked me when I first walked in, and now you're doing that. You're getting bullied by a five-year-old. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, all right, whatever. And ne- next thing I know, he does it again. Come on. Another one? You didn't have this, your head on a swivel. No. I should have saw <laughs> this one coming, man. <laughs> the second one is my fault. Okay. Yeah, the second one is yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Fair enough. But then I tell, I tell my friend, I'm like, dude, like, Tell him to chill out. Like, that's kind of annoying. Like, tell him to relax. The parent or just a friend? The friend. I told my friend because, like, she knows him better. Okay, gotcha. She knows the little kid better. So I'm thinking that maybe, like, if she tells him something that he'll listen Mm because he's not going to, he's clearly not listening to me when I say stop. And <laughs> nah, he thinks you're a bitch. <laughs> well, now you're no. snitching on him. He thinks you even more. So man. this is where it gets weird. Like, as soon as he says stop, he looks at me. And then just charge right at me. Like a bull in a matador. Like just starts hitting me and just starts like slapping me in my face, trying to hit me. And I'm just like, stop, stop, stop. He's not stopping. He's just going, going, punching me, hitting me as much. And I'm just like, okay, enough. So I grab his hands. Uh Uh-huh. 
I put him to the side of his body. You yeah. restrain him. Yes. And then in that moment, he also kind of threw himself. And I wasn't going to drop him, so yeah. I just kind of slowly put him down. He was going for the flop. Yes. Oh, so this kid is a bit. Now I'm holding. This ain't his first rodeo. No, <laughs> you're not the first bitch he slept. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm holding him, and I put him on the floor, and I tell him, stop. And I say it with a, like a more serious tone, and mm-hmm. I think that freaked him out. Yeah. So then he goes into Yeah, you're a strange mode. man. Like Whoa, holding him on the ground yeah, they, they, he was and yelling cl- at him to stop. He was intimate enough where he could slap him around a little bit. Yeah. So then he starts crying. He gets up, runs to the backyard, straight to the mom, and tells her that I hit him and that I threw him on the floor, basically. <gasps> okay. And so now the mom comes in and she she's coming in to question everyone and she starts basically just going off. Mm-hmm. You had witnesses though, right? Yes, my friend. And I'm I'm trying to explain to her like no, like your child was hitting me like nonstop and I'm trying to put like trying mm-hmm. to tell him to stop and he wouldn't stop. She was not like having any explanation. Like she did not want to hear the explanation. She's she just like just, no, under no circumstances do you put your hands on my kid. Yeah, she was just pissed. Mm-hmm. And she was just like whatever, grabbed the kid, took him to the backyard. And then now I'm sitting there like all awkward cuz I just got like kind of yelled about mm-hmm. this lady and then I'm like but I wasn't in the wrong but I also feel like I understand what she's going through so so what's your question am I justified for doing what I did and telling him to stop in the way that I did no I don't think you are I because you're an adult you could have walked out of the room so yeah. it, it so you think that he should not have laid hands on the kid yeah okay first of all I, I wouldn't call it laying hands yeah, yeah. like I don't think that you I think the way if you were going to touch the kid I think the way you did it mm. pinning his hands down I think that was would have been appropriate I think it would have been more appropriate for you to walk out and find the kid's parents yes I also think that you were in a really difficult situation mm-hmm. with a kid that you didn't know who wasn't yours who was physically abusing you and the parent should have had a better eye but when in doubt, you if you have the opportunity to stand up and leave the room and walk away from the kid, it's annoying. You have to change your what you're doing, but that's the route you should First. go. It, yeah, you should have walked out and, and told the mom what was going on. Because, I mean, yes, there are kids who misbehave, and there are also kids who have behavioral issues, and you don't know what you're dealing with here. So restraining a child that you don't know anything about could have some negative consequences. Mm. I it was Cassie's a hundred percent right. It was a really crappy situation for you to be in, um, especially since there was something physical going on. But it's a five year old, so I don't think you're going to get maimed in any way. I, I you should have excused yourself, gone and told the mom, "Hey, you need to check on your kid. He won't stop hitting me." I have no problem with what you did. If it was my kid that did that and you restrained him that way, I wouldn't put it on. I, I'd have no problem with it whatsoever. Like Zero. I'm not, I'm not mad at you mm-hmm. about it, because mm-hmm. um, it's it, like I said, it's a difficult situation to be in. Um, what do you think, Mel? I think you got punked by a five year old. That's You're on the Burt Show. So is she an a hole for dropping 100 percent truth on her best friend about her boyfriend? My friend Vicky and I both have daughters. Mine is three, and hers is five. Vicky is no longer with her daughter's father and now has a new boyfriend. We'll call him Cody. So Vicky and Cody are dating. For as long as they've been together, Vicky has brushed off Cody's issues with dating a single mother as him not liking kids. He can never babysit because he doesn't like kids. He's never able to help her out with errands because he doesn't like kids. He chose to sit far away from her on the plane because her daughter hates planes and, quote, kid noises bug him. She seems happy with them, so whatever, I just went with it. When I saw them, I noticed how he wouldn't even engage with her daughter. Now, her daughter is not the best behaved, I'll admit. She's loud, doesn't have great manners, she's restless, but not so far off the scale that it would send someone running. But Cody won't hold her, won't play with her, and the second she even moves in his direction, he's calling for my friend Vicky to do something. I get not wanting to be daddy right away, and I also get not liking kids. I'm not such a fan of other people's kids myself, but I always felt like he was taking it to the extreme for someone who was willingly dating someone with a kid. Anyway, Vicky, her daughter, and Cody came to visit me at home for the first time in a couple of weeks. I was expecting Cody to ignore my daughter as he does Vicky's, but after a couple of days, he took a liking to her. He would draw with her. If she brought him a toy, he'd do a little impression with a funny voice for her. He even joined my husband in teaching her how to swim. 
He hasn't been over the top or anything, just way more accommodating of her than I expected, given his history, and it's really put in perspective his attitude toward my friend Vicky's daughter. Vicky has chosen to ignore this mm. and, like, won't even look in his direction if he's near my daughter. Yesterday, Cody and I were sitting out by the pool, and Cody was reading a book, and Vicky's daughter came over and asked him if he'd come and play with her. He said he was busy. She got a bit upset by this and started tugging his arm and whining, and eventually he just snapped, said, get off me, and went inside. Vicky came straight out after and soothed the whole thing over with ice cream. I told Vicky that Cody was rude, and she said, well, he tries, but you know how he is. He hates kids. <laughs> and I just said, I don't think he hates kids, Vicky. I think he just hates yours. Whoa, she said that? Mm-hmm. He's better with my daughter than I was with kids before I had her. This isn't a dig, but I really don't think this problem is what you think it is. Vicky took offense, called me an a-hole for insulting her parenting and her boyfriend, and went back into the guest house where they're staying. She's been really off with me today, and I know maybe I was a bit harsh and it wasn't my place, but was it really so bad of me to bring up a problem she's clearly not acknowledging? I mean, the way Cody treated my daughter versus the way he treats Vicky's daughter is obvious that something else is going on. So am I the a-hole for telling my best friend that I think her boyfriend hates her kid? I'm very fired up about this. Uh, no, you're not an a-hole at all. Uh, you're a little harsh. I uh, certainly could have softened up your message, but... It's too important a message not to say something to your best friend. Um, I always feel like with Eliza, who is not my natural daughter, this will be my stepdaughter, that once I'm in her life as a quote-unquote parental figure, she's not only establishing a relationship with me, I'm, an estab I'm establishing a relationship for her or what it's going to look like for future men. So if I'm dismissive to her, if she can feel that, mm -hmm. if I don't want to be hanging around or I'm kind of annoyed by her, she can feel that in her soul. And I don't want her to have distrust or any kind of ill feelings towards other dudes. That's my responsibility if I'm going to put myself in that relationship. No, she definitely needed to say something because Bert is 100% right that those relationships will impact the child. So if she is witnessing this herself, would I say, he loves my kid, he just hates yours? No, but I would be like, I think he does like kids. He's been great with my daughter. Um, and something along the lines of, or I wouldn't even bring that up. I would just like, hey, as a parent, it's really off-putting how he interacts with your daughter. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed? And like ask her, like, does it not bother you? And then when she's like, yeah, he just doesn't like kids. Well, then is he the right man for you <laughs> right. if he doesn't like kids and he's treating your daughter this way? Because that could have a lasting impact on her and how she interacts with men. Yeah, I think it's weird that Cody, if he really feels this way about her daughter, that he still wants to be there and be around. But I think Bert 100% nailed it. I think it's too important of a message for her not to say anything. Her tone was harsh, but I really don't know if there is a kind way to say that because that she's not going to receive that information well either way but I do think that she did the right thing by telling her. Well I think it's just like any other red flag that you would notice in a partner. Like when I noticed that my friend's exclusive guy that she was dating wouldn't let her bring, uh, let, let him bring her around the family. I was like that's a little weird. Like the guy that you're dating should want you to be around his family. So I don't think by any means she was an a-hole for bringing it up. I think it could have been a more productive conversation rather than just calling it out. So I think the tone, again, like we've said, has been wrong, but the sentiment, absolutely on point. And what does that say about the mom that she's willing mm. to be with a man who doesn't like kids? She's desperate. She's blinded by love. Yeah, some Big people facts. are saying denial is the first form of self-defense, but mm -hmm. also that perhaps her divorce from the baby daddy has left her feeling insecure. So that's why she's in this relationship because it's the new one. The this newest is, one. This is just my, my strong opinion on it, but I feel like... Every interaction I have with Tiffany in front of Eliza and every interaction I have with Eliza isn't necessarily about me and Tiffany or me and Eliza. You have a responsibility as a guy or as a woman when you walk into somebody's life that has a kid that you are starting to shape their definition of other men and women at that time. That is a huge responsibility. You can't just get into a relationship with a single mom and go, yeah, you know, you're cool. I just don't like kids. That's crap. And no woman should get engaged in a, in a relationship like that. 100%. If not for you, then for your kid, right? Mm -hmm.
The Bird Show. All right, so Abby, way too many people saw you naked, naked, naked this weekend. <laughs> yeah, normally the only person who sees me naked is my cat. So the fact that probably like 20 people <laughs> saw me naked this weekend is a little jarring. Will your cat stop and stare when you're naked? Oh, yeah, she loves to look. And, and She's I'm obsessed fine. with me. Animals do that, <laughs> man. They do. Yeah. Riggins used to just stand right outside the shower when I was in there. I'm like, you're judging me, aren't you? <laughs> it's, it's sort of like living with a secret agent because she'll be like around the corner, like peering at me or she'll just sit, like sit down on a little tush and just stare at me. It's a little, it's a little bizarre. But you know what? Whatever you're into, I'm not going to kink shame if my cat's into that. Uh, FYI, my dogs do not do that. No? No. I look better than you do. Uh, that- <laughs> <laughs> you got me there, Podge. You got me there. To be fair, I mean, I guess I look at my cat all the time and she's not wearing clothes, so we're even. But um, I had one of those weekends where I was just kind of running all over the place. I went to my friend's lake house on Saturday and then right afterwards I had to drive two hours to go to a charity event up in the northern part of the city. So I was kind of running, running crazy, running rampant. And so I'm at my friend's lake house and we're having a good time. You know, uh, we're out on the boat. I'm, I'm on a jet ski driving it really badly, by the way. Um, those are a lot harder <laughs> to drive than you think. <laughs> so my, my friend was like, you should take the jet ski out before you leave. And so I'm like, okay, I've done a really good job of staying dry this whole time. So I get in the driver's seat. She sits behind me. Literally, we are going three miles an hour. And she's like, Abby, why are you in the fight or flight position? I'm like, this is how I am all the time. Like hunched over, like in my closet. Was that your first time on a jet ski? Yeah, yeah. First time I was on a jet ski, I rented it for 30 minutes, and it does take a beating on you and your forearms also as you're trying to hold the Absolutely. thing. And I was so exhausted, I looked down on my watch hoping the 30 minutes was up, and we were only like 10 minutes into it. <laughs> and I wasn't wasting that money. <laughs> you got keep going. It's a workout. My friend's like, people are going to think we're in distress because we're, we're, I, I wouldn't take us any faster. But anyway, so I finally get off the jet ski, and I'm looking I'm like, shoot, I, have, I spent an hour on this jet ski because I got us stranded in the middle of the lake. So I had like 15 minutes to like shower, throw on some makeup, wash my hair, do all that. My friend, being the generous lady that she is, looks at me and says, you can go upstairs and use the master bathroom. I said, thank you, friend. I'm going to go do that. So I go upstairs and I walk into this beautiful master bathroom that has this lovely window right in the middle of it. And I (laughs) kind of clock it. I go, yes beautiful. It looks out onto the lake. It's gorgeous. Um, There's a nice front lawn. You can see all the foliage. It's great. So I'm doing my thing. I hop in the shower, wash my hair, wash my face, and then I pop out of the shower and I didn't really have time to clock the fact that the window was literally like not directly in front of the shower, but directly enough to where I noticed our entire friend group is hanging out in the front lawn. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> in like, just they weren't there when I stepped in, and so I didn't really think that much about the window when I hopped in the shower. And then I stepped out. I'm like, ah, oh, yes, everyone has just probably seen me bathe for the last seven minutes. And so I run, I get dressed, and I realize that to leave the house, I have to walk past everybody. <laughs> so I put on my cocktail dress. I walk out to the front lawn. And I, everyone like wants to give me a hug and, and wish me luck at my at the charity event. <laughs> I cannot make eye contact with a single person. I'm just like, it was lovely being here. <laughs> did anybody see you in the window? I, I mean, if they did, they didn't say anything. But I mean, there were like 15 people on the front lawn. <laughs> and this is, and this, so you, in the studio, you can see this. But the window was like um, like the ones we have in the studio where there's no bars, there's no panes. It's just like one. It's like a TV essentially. Mm-hmm. It's probably like 20 feet wide. So really, I'm stupid for not noticing. But then I get in my car and. I, I have my cocktail dress on. I'm driving up to the event and I for, forgot. I'm like, oh, I need to put my Spanx on. <laughs> so I park into the parking lot. I'm at uh, the country club where this charity event is taking place. Putting your Spanx on in the I, parking lot. I, yep. Grab my Spanx, put it on the parking lot. No one's around. I can't. <laughs> this is just classic girl thing. That must be tough to do in the driver's seat of a car. Oh, yeah. You got to like, it's like you're, you're like a sausage. You're like, you're just wrapping yourself in this tight spandex. So I, pu- I put on my Spanx. I'm looking great my cocktail dress. I hop out of the car and then all of a sudden I notice a nice breeze on my tush and I'm like, oh gosh, I have just sausaged not only my entire body but my cocktail dress into my space and I didn't notice it because I was in the front seat trying to like maneuver it and I'm looking around and there's a couple of people 
catches some looks. I so as back. you're getting out of the car, the dress is caught in the spanks between like your skin and the spanks. Yes. So your whole butt is exposed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a spanks covered butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you know, spanks butt. they're nude colored, colored spanks. So anyway, I hop in the car, pull myself out, and then I had to stand in front of all those people for, it's for a just, good three hours. It's one of those things I think sometimes that one bad experience just begets another and it's hard to get out of that cycle. It's so bad. And you but know think how, how much more money you would have raised if you just want to if I just stripped a little bit. Well, it was awkward because you know how they always say, make sure you, you look at everyone and picture them in your underwear? I'm yeah, like, right. no, they're standing, they're picturing me in my underwear. So it, made, it just made things really worse. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Harry Styles is reportedly launching a line of sex-themed fragrances. So he's teaming up with Sean Kearney, who previously worked on Gwyneth Paltrow's brand, Goop. You know, Goop has those vagina-scented candles. You didn't say it right. What? Goop. Oh, I thought you said she mispronounced vagina. (laughs) It's vagina. (laughs) So apparently he's going to release three different perfumes. One's called Rivulets. One's called Closeness and Bright. and The other is going to be called Hot. And the description for closeness is what I feel like is maybe a lesson in consent and will apparently smell like a whispered, yes, skin pressed against the skin. Was that too spicy for you, Buzz? I feel like that was a little too spicy. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the spice level. I just, how does one... How do you determine that's what that smells like? Like, how do you know that's what that smells like? Mm. You know what I mean? Citrus yeah, and notes of... Do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're just extracting sweat from a positive encounter. I don't know. If it I, makes Tiffany, fantas- my fiance, fantasize about Harry Styles while I'm in the room, I'll pay for it. 100% no problem. You would be okay. <laughs> what? Having, relationship, having relations with your fiance and she is envisioning another man. Who's in the room? You and her. Who, whose parts are in the room? Your parts are. I don't care where her head's at. Really? <laughs> Absolutely not. Ain't I don't no care way. what she's fantasizing about, man. Look. Even if it's, like, even if it's a, a, like a non-attainable celebrity, you better be picturing my bean, not Margot Robbie's. Facts. Yeah, I don't really, uh, yeah, I'm the closer on the deal. I'll let the celebrity, believe I'll let the celebrity pitch one through eight, no. so long as I'm coming in, and, and I'm closing the deal in the ninth, we're good to go. What? We, need, we need to work on your self-esteem. Yeah, I'm worried I, got about you. I got him on this one. What, what if it's Owen Wilson? Because <laughs> there's a history there. Then I'm fantasizing. Wow. Well, the fragrance she might want to buy I'm is... I'm playing, by the way. It would really bug the crap out of Well, if you're really into it, the fragrance you might want to buy is his fragrance, Rivulets, because it has notes of the best one-night stand you've ever had and replicate the scent of a delightful encounter with a stranger, which uh, I'm not really like, sure what this smells like. Yeah, like, what does that smell like? A one-night stand? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't want it on me. Elderflower with the yeah. Vanilla. Like, do you want to walk around smelling like a one? Do you want to go into your cubicle at work? Do you want to go delivering mail smelling like a one night stand? Hugging your grandma. You would, as a one night stand. Going to church. In front of the Lord. As a one night stand. She's like, baby, you smell like shame and regret. What did you do? I'm not trying to be like, uh, contradictory here, but there was a time in my life that that was a pretty damn sexy smell. One night stand? Yeah. You wake up in the morning, you still smell like booze from the next day and cigarettes and that last <laughs> night, it was a sexy night. <laughs> that take might be worse yeah. than your first one. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, this one I'm serious about. <laughs> okay, you could say karma is finally coming for pop star manager Scooter Braun. So he reportedly lost three of his biggest clients, Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato and possibly Justin Bieber. I saw what you did there, by the way. You know, karma. Uh, yeah, she's punny. So Scooter <laughs> is most notorious for his beef with Taylor Swift, who has a song called Karma, which is about Scooter Braun. And we don't know why, but Taylor and him are not on good terms. Then he bought her masters and she was super grossed out by it because I think it, it wasn't him, but it was like a friend of his that was like, yeah, Scooter just bought Taylor Swift, which just sounds like, Ugh, yeah. So now he's reportedly been dropped by Demi. Ariana, and then the rumor is that Justin Bieber has also dropped him, dropped him, which is huge because Scooter was the one to discover Justin Bieber. So if if he dropped Scooter, I mean, it's like mm. it's like dropping the guy that not made you, but I mean, could it? I mean, you. that like that's very possible that everybody's dropping him, or is it like mutual and he just wants out of the game? 
and he's dropping all of his clients. Uh, that could very well be. There could be a whole bunch of things in play here, but that could absolutely be. For more stories, head to thebirdshow.com. Click eBuzz. The Bird Show. Is she wrong for not letting her boyfriend's daughter meet their new baby because she's not vaccinated? Here we are still talking about vaccinations. Uh, we will get into the email here in just one second. Um, more superficially here, I just read this term this morning, and I'm wondering if you guys have done this. Cass, grab a mic here. You ever do a charity flirt? Yeah. Mm. So it's, yes, you don't even need to know the definition. You already know what it is. Yeah. Tell me, what is it? It's where you... <sighs> You flirt with somebody knowing there's no intention of hooking up, but you feel like they could just use a little self-esteem. That's exactly what it is. Oh, yeah, I've done that. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Really? So it's like philanthropy. It, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just want to make somebody feel good about themselves. You're throwing them a little bit of a bone. Listen, yeah. if I'm going to flirt for charity, I at least want a nonprofit to get some bucks. So <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome to auction off my flirting capabilities, but the bid starts at $50. So how does that work then? So you just assume that the person is needs a pick-me-up, and then you just start... It's, it's been a long time. You give them like a compliment just Since to push I, them up a little bit? No, not so much a compliment, but like, you know, it's like a, a hand on the arm or, you know, and just engaging eye contact and conversation. And it, you just, yeah, you just want to give them a little boost. This is a little like pep a stranger in their step. or someone you know? Um, it, It's been both. <laughs> she doesn't discriminate. I don't. <laughs> I've only ever done it with strangers. I'll never see again. Sort okay. of thing. I don't know what it is, but there's a vibe you just get, and mm-hmm. the vibe is like, and it's a fine line. Like, you have to, you flirt, but in a way that makes it clear, like, you're not going further, but there's a vibe, and you're like, I just, something tells me that <laughs> you could have a little pick-me-up today. So you're assuming a dude has a clear enough filter that knows this is not going anywhere. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're funny. Yeah. That's you're like, hilarious. That's how I know you've been out of the game too long because you you look at a guy and smile and they're like, oh my God, she wants to marry me. If it's a certain type of guy, the hot guys that I'm into flirt with me for charity. So it's very different. So if I'm a guy and a woman flirts with you, I would just straight up ask her, was that a charity flirt right there? Because that would really turn her on. <laughs> that kind of confidence really turns a woman on. Uh-huh. Love that. <laughs> All right. So here we are again talking about vaccinations. If you got something going on in your life and you want some help from Burt Show fam, hit us up at thebirdshow.com. Just FYI, vaccination chat has been a long, long time going in the mommy world when it comes to your children and getting their um, vaccinations as a baby. So this hasn't, yeah. this isn't about like, you know, COVID or coronavirus. Like when you have a kid and you're doing your pediatrician visits, there's just, I mean, all these letters are getting thrown at you of different vaccinations. You got measles and mumps and, you know, et cetera. And so you are, you're, you know, you're, you're just jacking your kid up to prevent any kind of illness. And then you got to watch out for the adults that surround the children too and make sure they're vaccinated. Yeah. And go ahead. I just, I feel, I feel differently. I feel somewhat differently about childhood vaccinations now than I did a few years ago, but not so much to where I could back up my feelings on it. So it, it can become political really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what you're talking about, you're going to look like an idiot. So I'd rather not. Exactly. And I recognize that I don't know everything there is about vaccination. So I try to surround myself with people who are medical professionals that I trust. Our pediatrician, which happens to be the exact same pediatrician for your kids, mm-hmm. um, I, tr- I trust him implicitly. I trust my general practitioner, who I'm seeing today for my physical. Um, and so I use their guidance to determine what's best for my health and for my child's health. My dad's a pediatrician, so mm-hmm. that made it pretty easy. For me. <laughs> that helps. I right, Mo's got the email here. Hi, Bert Show. Help! Help! I don't know if this falls under advice or am I the a-hole. I'm a longtime podcast listener from California. My boyfriend is 37 and I'm 38. We've been together three and a half years and have two kids and one on the way. Congrats. My son is seven and his daughter is three and a half years old. He's been in my son's life since the age of three and I've been in his daughter's life since birth. He and his ex-wife got divorced right after, right before finding out she was pregnant with her. And then we met and fell in love. I say that because I know y'all are doing the math, LOL. Anyway, his ex-wife is the holistic, oils-solve-all-health-issues kind of mom. And I'm the shot, shot, shots, modern medicine kind of mom. Shot, 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 shots, everybody. Although we are civil and co-parent with each other, we do have very different views. Her daughter, my bonus daughter, 
is not vaccinated. Not a single vaccine, which has always been an argument. Her dad and I feel like she needs to be vaccinated and she doesn't want her to have any. Well, with a baby on the way, it's even more critical that she get some vaccines starting with the MMR, bar- varicella, and flu. That is advice from our pediatrician. The baby will be born in November during flu season, and because I have Crohn's disease, Crohn's disease, I am a biologic medication which will be in my baby's system for three to six months after birth, lowering his immune system and even more than a normal newborn. Here comes the am I the a-hole part. <laughs> I have put my foot down and told my boyfriend his daughter gets the vaccines or she can't come or meet her baby brother till he's three months old. So he needs to have a conversation with his ex ASAP. He tried reaching out yet again about this issue, and she shuts him down and refuses to talk about it. We don't have a court order. We have his, our daughter, Thursday through Sunday, and we pay health insurance and do all doctor's visits. I told him to tell her, either we talk about it or I just take her to get them done without you agreeing so we can please have a conversation. (laughs) Okay, you can't do that. No, you can't. I know, I know. From mom to mom, I would hate that. And I love our girl as my own and don't want to give up time with her at all. But I also want to protect her new baby, my new baby. Help, what do I do? Am I the a-hole for not letting her meet her brother and wanting her to get vaccinated? Please help! (laughs) Thanks. Love you guys and your advice. Sincerely, one worried pregnant mom. I don't think there's a lot to debate here, man. I mean, it's your kid. It doesn't matter how you choose to protect your kid. This is your decision and your kid. Um, And you're only talking about three months, honestly. Uh, I don't think you're being an a-hole at all. If this is what your instinct is saying and this is where you feel strongly as a mother, do your thing. So he has to go three months without seeing his daughter? Yep. Okay. I mean, I feel I feel bad for the other daughter because she's collateral damage in this. But when you make decisions, you have to live with... When your mom makes decisions for you, let me put it that way, you've got to live with the consequences, unfortunately. We had people very close to us cut us off for several months because we asked them to get a flu vaccine before they met our newborn and they stopped talking to us and ghosted us because mm-hmm. um, they were very offended by it. But you know what? That's your choice. And the consequences, you don't get to meet my kid. And I'm not mad that you make that choice. I'm disappointed, but you can do that. And it's the same thing here. Babies, newborns are so susceptible. Mm-hmm. You can't kiss them on the lips or near the mouth because they could get RSV. I mean, measles, mumps, rubella, like that is deadly for an infant. And the immune system's already lowered. I'm honestly surprised. And I think she's already making a big sacrifice letting them meet at three months because the baby is still really susceptible to stuff. For me, it would have been six months or older. So well, you just made it worse. Well, I don't think she's the a-hole at all. And I, I think either. I think you need to set the expectations, though, and make it clear to the other mom, like, hey, if that's your decision, that's cool. I just want you to know this is why mm-hmm. our daughter isn't meeting the baby. I'd be like, I, I will respect your decision not to get vaccinated. All I ask in return is the same courtesy for you to respect my decision that my child is not going to be around yours to prevent any illness. What you guys got? For for me, I'm letting the moms take the reins on this because I don't have a child and I don't really feel like I have that kind of uh, like natural maternal instinct to be like, this is the right decision. But I, I can't see any other side other than the fact that like if this kid isn't vaccinated and it's going to put this newborn at risk, I can't see there being any pros to having any kind of wiggle room with that. So I'm very much on the side of, you know, what's going to be best for your child and for its health. So make the decision that you feel best dictates that choice. Yeah, I can't disagree with anything that y'all say that is your child that is your choice you should have the right and feel free to do whatever she wants yeah it doesn't even necessarily have to do with vaccines to be honest with you this is the way that you're choosing to protect your kid Mm -hmm. it could be under the umbrella of anything we're just talking about vaccines i just have one important question when it comes to this whole thing god what what how many rices in a bowl of rice? How many rices in a bowl of rice? Less than one million, so cut the price. That's how we're like the show. Okay. There's wisdom in this. That's the Bird Show. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.